Good Sunday morning, everyone. Welcome once again to the Money Wise Radio Show with the Money Guys, Ray Lance and Peter Lance. Hello there. Great to see you on this Sunday morning, Ray. Good morning, Phil. It's <laughs> wonderful to see you. You're looking terrific this morning. <laughs> you look marvelous. And you too, Pete. It's great to always see you. Thank you, Phil. Good morning. Good morning. And Phil, I'm pleased to say that you're not yet ready to be embalmed. You don't think so? No. You have, you have many miles to go before you sleep. <laughs> Thank Which you. Brings Thank us you. to our topic this morning. We're going to be talking about funeral and burial planning, how to make financial arrangements for that, mm. and why you should plan ahead of time. And we're going to be lucky this morning. We have a special guest with us from the combined uh, Waring Sullivan Funeral Homes and Rock Funeral Home in Ashley Boulevard. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're pleased to have with us this morning. Kimberly Smith. She's a certified funeral director. She's also an advanced planning specialist. And it's always a pleasure to have somebody on the show with us talking about various topics that relates to somebody's financial issues, financial matters, which is the focus of our show. Mm -hmm. And even though this is a difficult topic for many people, there's a lot of very valuable information I think people will learn today as we talk about funeral and burial planning. And most importantly, we're going to talk about Why is it important to do it ahead of time and not to wait until the last minute? Right, right. So the first thing I'd like to do is just to say a quick good morning. Yeah, welcome, uh, Kim. Kimberly. Good morning, gentlemen. (laughs) Do you like to be called Kimberly or Kim? You can call me Kim. Okay. That sounds great. Well, it's wonderful to have you here. And how long have you been in the funeral uh, planning business? Well, I like to say that I started when I was five because this is my 21st year of being a licensed funeral director and embalmer in the state of Massachusetts and Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. Why Why five? I mean, that that's old to begin in this business, isn't it? No, that, that, would, that would make her 26 years that's old. That's, that's, what she's, that's what she's trying to say. <laughs> that's great to have you here. Thank you. Thank I know you, we're going to learn a lot in today's program. Now, Phil, one of the things that we talked about last week is that every once in a while, I'm going to give you a quotation from a famous Greek philosopher. Okay. <laughs> and Here we go. See, Here we go, Pete. <laughs> see if you can identify who this philosopher might be. And there's only about three or four of them, right? Uh, no, there's a lot of great Greek philosophers, actually. Okay. Well, I'm going to become a, a student of Greek philosophers and see if I can stump you from time to time. Oh, okay. <laughs> so who said this quotation? Mm-hmm. Wise men speak because they have something to say. Fools because they have to say something. That sounds like Socrates. Plato. Oh, my goodness. Last week it was – see, I got those two reversed, Pete, so – I don't know. I, I better start uh, reading up on my Greek philosophers. Well, I'm going huh? to test your knowledge of Greek philosophers every week. <laughs> All right. Phil, I wouldn't feel too bad. I wouldn't really worry about it. <laughs> and not only that, but I have it written down and you don't. So there we go. Well, let's talk a little bit about uh, funeral planning. And Kim, let's come back to you for a moment and talk about um, we know the business that you're in. Why is it important for people to plan ahead of time? That's one of our philosophies that we talk to people about all the time in the office as well as on the radio to make a plan whether it's for financial matters or getting your legal documents in order and we see many many clients over the years who haven't done anything until the last minute and it makes it very difficult so let's start by talking about why people should plan ahead of time 
Sure. Well, we know that planning for your funeral is certainly a topic that no one wants to discuss. But by not talking about it with your family and your loved ones who are ultimately responsible, you're going to leave behind uh, burdens that might not only be financial but emotional as well. And so having that discussion ahead of time uh, really begins to broach the subject of something that we're all going to face. Let's, let's face it, death is inevitable for every single one of us. Uh, we may be astute and plan for a retirement or a vacation that may or may not happen, but one day we're going to be called at mm -hmm. some point in time. We just don't know when that is. And so planning ahead for your funeral or cremation arrangements just makes sense uh, overall, again, financially and emotionally. You know, I, I've asked people over the years, and I've thought about it myself, I don't think I would ever want to know when I'm going to depart from this earth. It's an interesting question. Right. <laughs> I, and I would have to agree with you. If Imagine if we knew when we were going to die, what we would do. Mm -hmm. well, we, would we plan ahead? Well, I don't know. I see most people who don't plan ahead, unfortunately, yeah. and people should. Mm -hmm. I have to tell you also that this past week, um, I've seen a client die who was 38 years old. The week before, Goodness. somebody that I knew and was fairly close to who died at the age of 48. Our condolences. And then about five or six weeks ago, a very good friend of mine died at the age of 60, 64, actually. Mm -hmm. um, a woman yeah. who was very well educated and a college professor. And none of these people had any expectation that some, something was going to happen sure. to them very suddenly. So most people are in denial or they just don't want to take the time to play. Right, right. But life is fragile. Yes. And that's, that's the main thing, Ray. And unpredictable. And that's why planning can really help to make things uh, more orderly yeah. and um, easier for the, for the people that are left behind. Certainly, those young folks didn't expect that this would happen when it did. But in our field, in our business, we see that death doesn't know age or religious background or wealth or anything for that matter. And so truly, you're never too young to begin talking about this subject and taking those next steps to plan ahead. Mm -hmm. In fact, um, Peter, this morning, as we were talking about the show and getting ready for the show, said, you know, Dad, I really need to sit down with you and make sure you have your funeral plans in order. How did that sound to you? Well, it, it didn't sound really good. <laughs> well, it's true. What do we talk about almost every single week? We talk about planning and how important it is to plan ahead. Well, actually, uh, we do have uh, uh, an outline of funeral and burial instructions for both me and for Mom. Obviously, I don't like to think about that, and I'm sure that sure. you don't, but, you know, we'd like to make sure that... You have everything the way that you want it, and when hopefully you think 20, about 30 it, years from now. Peter is exactly like everyone listening in at this moment. We, nobody really enjoys talking about this, but it's a necessity. And Kim, you were saying that there's a couple of burdens that you have to consider. One is financial and one is emotional. What do you mean by that? Maybe give us some examples of each. Sure, absolutely. Thanks, Phil. Um, well, certainly when a death occurs, it really is one of the most devastating days in the life of a person. And so emotion tends to erupt and take over uh, the decisions that might ordinarily have been made in a more uh, calm background where you can be subjective and take the time to discuss with people. And so 
we know that when we're emotional, when we're uh, upset, when we're burdened, we tend to make decisions that are not necessarily the best ones. But in, re in life, we can always go back and say, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say that, or let me change my mind on this. But when a death occurs, things need to happen pretty much immediately. And you can only do it once. You can't go back afterwards and change your mind and say, I wish I had. And so emotionally, you may also be left with feeling regret, uh, the burden of emotional overspending. Did I spend too much? Did I not spend enough? Uh, you may say, is this what they would have wanted? As uh, Pete just said, Dad, we want to make sure this, that you get the things that you plan for. And if you don't discuss it and you're not able to lay out that plan, the person who is in charge may, may find things later or may start to second guess, did the decisions I make, were they the right ones? Were they what mom or dad would have wanted? Were, was everyone comfortable with the arrangements as they were made? So emotionally, we tend to play with ourselves sometimes and second guess a lot of things that, that we make uh, decisions in haste. Financially, I mentioned emotional overspending. Certainly when folks come in and a death has occurred, they're coming through our doors on the worst day of their lives, and most of the time they're uninformed, they're unprepared, and they, they just are beginning to learn about what does it take to plan a funeral. And it's actually quite uh, in-depth. There's over, we say, over 100 decisions that need to be made in order for the arrangements to take place. And when folks come through our doors unprepared, they don't have the slightest idea. They don't know uh, that costs are risen. They could suffer from emotional sticker shock, if you will. Sure. Um, they may be subject to that emotional overspending, feeling guilty. I want the best for mom. This is what she deserved. But perhaps they can't truly afford it, and now it's a burden on them in the days and weeks ahead. Perhaps it's what mom wouldn't have wanted. She maybe wanted something simple, or she had her own ideas, but again, without discussion. Um, Phil, I'd like to just remind our listeners that we're speaking this morning with Kimberly Smith, and she's a representative and funeral director with Rock Funeral Home, as well as Waring Sullivan Funeral Home. And I guess together you have, what, six different locations? We do. We have six locations that serve our South Coast area from New Bedford, Rock Funeral Home, as you mentioned, the Fairlawn Mortuary on Washington Street in Fairhaven. We have the Dartmouth Funeral Home, uh, and in Fall River, Somerset, and Swansea, the Waring Sullivan locations. So... Kim, take care of the South Coast. Kim, are you somebody that a person would actually sit down with if they wanted to plan a funeral ahead of time, or would it be somebody else in your office? We do have several of our licensed funeral directors who are specialized in helping families plan ahead. Okay. And so that's all they do is, is specifically sit down and plan things ahead. So if somebody wanted to do that and wanted to speak with you or somebody else from uh, Sumner Waring, uh, excuse me, Waring Sullivan, or Rock Funeral Home, um, how would they reach you? Well, they can reach us by several several ways. Certainly, they can pick up the phone and call in at 508-999-5100 in the New Bedford Fairhaven area and in the Fall River Somerset area, 508-676-1933. They could also look on our website at www.waring-sullivan.com and really begin that exploration uh, where they're going to do some research and become a little bit more knowledgeable about what are the options that are out there, perhaps even before they come in and sit with one of us. Okay, so let's come back and talk about the planning process. How does somebody begin the planning process? Do you have a checklist that somebody could have that would ask them questions about what their wishes are? 
We do. We actually make available to all of our families a personal planning guide, and it's just that. It's very personal. Uh, we provide it free of charge. We have a planning guide that's made for an individual. We have a couple's guide. We also have one in Spanish, Portuguese, an Asian guide as well. So we're, mm. we're pretty fluent, no pun intended. Um, but the guide really is like any good book. It has a table of contents that really helps to gather all of the information. And that's the first step, gathering your information, beginning to put it all together. Okay. Do you have any guides that might be in Norwegian or Swedish? Or <laughs> well, <laughs> I could work on that for you if you'd like well, to get together later on, right? The reason I'm asking that question, I know that in the old days, they would put a body onto a boat with a funeral pyre under it, and they sure. would light it on fire and push no. it out to sea. Oh, really? You, you've no, you don't do that, I assume. Well, uh, regulations in, in the states here uh, generally prohibit that. The Indians do that as well. Okay. Uh, but I would say the closest you can get to the funeral pyre is cremation. Okay. Well, thanks, thanks for your good humor. Let's get back to some serious <laughs> topics here. So if somebody wants one of these funeral guides and would like to have... Uh, questions answered. They could ask you or they could call your office or they could go visit your website. Sure, and or look. they could even stop in. And uh, we generally like to deliver the guide or uh, have someone sit with us and we review the guide and so that folks can understand it a little bit better. And incidentally, only two pages in the guide have actually anything to do with funeral and cemetery or cremation planning. The rest oh, okay. of it is really where you come into play. Your mm -hmm. financial information, estate planning, wills, sure. things of that nature. But they're all topics that when a death occurs, if no planning's been done, they immediately become hot topics. Good. Mm -hmm. You know, Phil, in the past we've had as a guest uh, my wife, attorney Tenny Lance. Yes. And she does primarily estate planning and Medicaid planning. And every single estate plan they do and every single trust they do, uh, they have a series of documents including about a four-page funeral and burial instructions, probably similar to what you do, because uh, we also think that it's very important that people plan ahead of time for these things and explain what your wishes are. And over the years, um, when I was practicing law and doing some of this, I've seen some very unusual things. So I want to ask you, Kim, if you've seen unusual things, I'm going to just describe one of them that I've seen. Um, I had a lady in my office who I asked if she had done her funeral and burial planning. She said, yes, I've already paid ahead of time for my casket, and it cost me $15,000. And I said, isn't $15,000 a lot of money? And she said, yes, but it's so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, let's talk a little bit about cost or unusual stories that you might have seen. What's the range, for example, of doing... Let's say a regular funeral where there might be a viewing and um, a casket and so forth. Sure. Well, according to the National Funeral Directors Association, the average cost of funeral arrangements now in the United States is roughly around $7,500. Okay. That's an average. Now, certainly that takes into consideration uh, government assistance and the, the demographic areas that are different throughout the United States. Um, but it can really be different depending on the personalized selections that the family makes. So ultimately, the cost is up to the person making the arrangements. Mm -hmm. And they can determine to the penny what the final cost of their arrangements will be. Can they do that ahead of time? They absolutely can. And that is certainly one of the benefits of 
pre-planning is that they have options to make payments ahead of time, whereby they can uh, do installments over a period of years, for example, three years or five years, even 10, although most people don't want to think about their funeral for 10 years. Uh, But what it does is it allows families to budget and make those payments over a period of time with also a cost guarantee where they can lock in oh, the cost at today's price. Makes good sense. It really does. And it's, the price it's actually, doesn't go up even if inflation goes up? That is correct. There are a couple of options that families have, which we explain to them when mm-hmm. they come in, uh, where they can do those installments. One is with a funeral insurance plan, and the other is with a funeral trust plan. Now, the insurance plan would have insurance protection built in, and so the cost over time may be a slightly light, higher mm-hmm. because of the cost of the insurance protection. Okay. Uh, however, we also have plans that are basically dollar for dollar. You simply divide it by the term uh, that you wish to pay, and then it's, it's still locked in. And so three years later, you're done. You're all set. Nobody's burdened by the expense. And you've made it with sound mind. Yes, yes. All right. Now, the purpose of today is not to talk about how inexpensive can it be, nor how expensive is it. Mm -hmm. You said the average is around $7,500. What would be sort of a low range and a higher range that you might have seen or something like that? Oh, goodness. Um, The ranges really begin with the um, government assistance or... uh, welfare-funded funeral of $1,500, which is the allowance that the government would give if eligible. And honestly, the the high range I've seen really high. (laughs) Probably I'd shock some folks on the radio if I actually said. We don't necessarily (laughs) have to go there, but that's for somebody who really wants to go first class all the way. Sure. And it really, it's, it's, it depends on how they want to personalize. So Mm -hmm. I have to tell one other story, Phil. I've mentioned it to you (laughs) once before, but I have to tell it again. Sure. I have another situation where Um, I had asked a lady if she had made funeral and burial arrangements, and she said, not exactly, she said, but um, I did have an opportunity to take my two children to Hawaii once with their spouses, their husbands, and at the last minute, one of my daughters had to cancel, so I'd like a special arrangement in my estate planning documents that says, I leave $5,000 to my daughter for a trip to Hawaii because she didn't get to go before with her husband, but one of the conditions is... Um, after I'm gone and cremated, she has to take my ashes with her to Hawaii on this trip. <laughs> and I want my ashes brought to the Honolulu Zoo, and I want them scattered in front of the monkey cage. This is a true story, and it was actually written into her trust document in that fashion. So you can make unusual requests. Have you seen unusual caskets or wow. arrangements? Sure. absolutely. What uh, a story that is, though. It's a true story. <laughs> That's amazing. It's fabulous. They probably get arrested. (laughs) Well, there are certainly some restrictions and limitations that go along with scattering. But uh, once the ashes are released to the family, there's, you know, no saying what they they may or may not do. Um, However, yeah, absolutely. Personalization is really uh, key in terms of funeral arrangements now. People Mm. like to think of it more of a celebration of their life. And so personalizing is that way to help make it... um, poignant for the survivors because mm-hmm. let's face it 90 percent of what we do is actually for the living sure it's the survivors that need to come to grips with the death and to be able to mourn appropriately and then celebrate that life what are the values that were passed on what are the wonderful things that were left with me and so we always tell our families we're happy to accommodate any of your requests as long as they're legal mm-hmm. 
and uh, we're, we're able to do it. We've brought motorcycles into the funeral home. Okay. We've had horse-drawn carriages. We've had music and balloons. I mean, you Really, if you can think of it and imagine it, we've probably done it or at least had inquiries about it. And again, as long as it's legal, we'll do whatever we can. You don't want to say that to my father if you can imagine it or think it. <laughs> Actually, something that uh, just came up uh, a week ago, my wife found out something I'm a, uh, I really enjoy landscaping, especially with Japanese maples and bamboo and everything and there's a new product out there where you can put your ashes into a biodegradable uh, degradable cup that will turn into a tree mm-hmm. so I was thinking of uh, making myself a Japanese maple when I'm gone <laughs> well you could do that and make an ash out of yourself <laughs> oh no wait a minute you help me with that every day <laughs> I think this is a great place to to bear more fruit and to take a break. (laughs) You know what? This is one of the most interesting uh, issues. I thought this was going to be a very difficult subject to approach, but Ray, Kim, and Peter, you're all, you know, this is very, very interesting. And we're going to return in a moment. Uh, But before we uh, take a break, I just want to remind you that each and every Sunday at this time, you're listening to the Money Wise radio show with the money guys, Ray Lance and Peter Lance, and our very special guest, Kimberly Smith of Rock and Waring Sullivan Funeral Homes. And we'll be back in just a moment. Welcome back to Money Wise Radio Show with the Money Guys, Ray Lance and Peter Lance, and our special guest this morning, Kimberly Smith of the Rock and Waring Sullivan Funeral Homes. And if anyone is just tuning in, you are in for some of the best information uh, available because uh, talking about one's demise and how planning goes around it is something we usually don't do, but you've made this very, very interesting. Well, thanks, Phil. Uh, this is Ray Lance again. Um, I mentioned uh, my wife, Attorney Tenny Lance, and one of the things that she does a lot of is Medicaid planning for somebody who has to go. as much as possible, is you can prepay for funeral and burial expenses. And that's a legal way to reduce your assets that would otherwise go to the So aside from making money plans, when she does Medicaid, for example, often $1,000 might be set aside for 
a prepaid insurance policy that will pay for uh, people in burial insurance who can also We do know, of course, that Waring Sullivan has been around for a long time, and Rock Funeral Home has been around for a long time. Let's talk for a few minutes about uh, cremation. Can you tell us a little bit about the cremation process and what that costs and what do you do with the ashes? mausoleum, you may also choose to be cremated, but the memorialization that goes around that everything is done uh, with the utmost care, all fees are possible. Does fire we then bring person to the crematory and they need to be brought in a rigid combustible container. A lot of folks are somewhat confused by that. Well I thought we didn't need a casket. 
Well, you don't need to choose a casket. Certainly not that $15,000 casket. we want to transport the person in something that's going to be able to hold and withstand the weight. And B, it's a covered container, so your dignity is maintained along the way. And that is the dignity of a person should be the same death as it is in life. Um, so we went to the crematory in that manner. We're cremated in what a report. Um, and generally speaking, several days later, we'll get the ashes back. So are the ashes, well, not like you find in your fireplace. Certainly not like beach sand on the beach. More like bone fragments or something like that. Actually inorganic bone fragments, okay. which are ground down, but they have the texture of maybe beach sand. Well, sanitary. Certainly is. Temperature. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then those are returned to the family, whether in the barn, they could be buried, they may be scattered. There's lots of options. Uh, if you go on the internet, because everything is on the internet. What form is more popular these days, cremation or burial? Well, um, sure, thank you. Um, cremation certainly has become more popular over California. And uh, I would say in our area, we may be around 35 to 40% on average, although some areas in our, our state here are higher than others. Um, but people choose cremation for a variety of reasons. It's not necessarily just financial could be spiritual or religious, could be cultural, but the funeral fires, um, environmental concerns. We could go on and on about that, uh, as we know, but many different reasons. I read recently that the EPA has taken the position that if you want to have your water in the ocean, for example, you should go three miles out within 30 days after that. of folks who cremate will still have some form of wake. They can still have a mass or serve in the church, visitation with others, things of that nature. But there are options that make it economical. For example, you can have a rental test. Purchase a way for folks to afford certain things that they may Thank <laughs> you. 
Pennywise Radio Show with the buddy guys, Ray Lance and Peter Lance. you a question. Do you ever get involved in situations where somebody wants to be an organ donor and then be cremated, for example? Absolutely. Organ donation, in fact, is one of the topics that we In fact, we will do whatever we can to work with the new organ that the family is made aware of things. Um, communication is critical along the way so that they can still have it's a wonderful gift of life and we promote it all the way. I'd like to also mention that sometimes people wish to donate their entire body to a medical school. included in all the documents that Tenney prepared. I'd like to ask you questions about their estate plan and who the estate plan will be questionized. Sure. If you have any questions, go for that. concerned about what happens to my pet when I'm gone. So the instructions for what to do in the past will be very important. But um, I don't think they'll be lost. 